Barbosa? Here. Councilmember Danko? Here. Councilmember Klupas? Present. Vice Mayor Branquino? Here. Mayor, all members are present. Thank you. Now we'll open up to public participation. Any member of the public wishes to speak on agenda items or non-agenda items, please um, come up to the podium. Uh, please state your name for the record, and your three minutes will begin. Being done, I'll close public comment. Um, is there a caller that's calling in? Mom, I raised my hand. I was not heard. Oh, Ma'am, you can speak now? Yes, my name is Silvia Puglisi, and I raised my hand when the mayor requested public uh, participation. You're on now, Celia. You, okay, here. thank you very much, Mayor. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to speak in general terms here as a resident, and I want to address our council and mayor. Um, thank you for letting me speak. Um, I am a little bit distressed uh, regarding our city officials. Um, because uh, in, in general, um, I wish that they will um, lobby for us because a little bit more, in just few few issues, in a, not most of the time, but there are some few plans presented by developers and or contractors that affect our quality of life. And we have begged with passion, we have begged with tears in our eyes, and we have attended all the meetings and we're still, I still don't see the lobbying for us, the residents that, that elect you to represent us. And it is very sad, it's very sad that we might need to spend funds that we can hardly afford to get legal teams to represent in front of our uh, um, elected officials when we oppose some of the very few uh, endangering our, our quality of life and, and, and safety and maybe health projects presented them for approval. So I am asking very pleased to hear us more, our city officials and the, the attorney and the administration that this residents pay for. With all due respect, I'm begging you. And I am very sad that we have to go to legal teams and spend our residents' money to oppose Association. This distinguished budget award recognizes state and local 
governments that prepare their budget using the guidelines established by the National Advisory Council on state and local budgeting as well as the Government Finance Officer's Best Practice. This award is the highest form of recognition in governmental budgeting. Great job to our finance team. Second, we have our Community Development and Stormwater Engineering Department receive the Regional Award of Excellence in Resilience from the Northeast Florida Regional Council for their floodplain and stormwater management program. This award recognizes individuals, organizations, or specific projects that have made positive contributions toward making the region more resilient. A special thank you to Denise Bevan, City Administration Coordinator, and Mike Peel, Stormwater Engineer, for their dedication and commitment to this project. Um, the new SunTrust building on Palm Coast Parkway is in its final stages of completion. The project manager for Marm Builders, Jeff King, sent us an email wanting us to know how awesome our inspectors are. He particularly mentioned Larry Fitzgerald, Robert Martin, and Damaris Ramirez for their extreme diligence to assist them. His team was very impressed. Mr. King went on to say in his email that throughout his 20 plus years working with public and private municipalities, he does not remember a time where employees worked so hard to assist through the duration of and completion of a project. He also stated, and I quote, the city of Palm Coast must be a great place to work and it shows with the attitudes and efforts of its employees. Next, we want to recognize one of our employees who's retiring after 14 years of service to the city. Mr. Rick Belota, all the best with his retirement. He served on the utility department, water treatment plant number two, as utility systems operator three for the past 14 years. His commitment, knowledge in the field and dedication of his work have been appreciated over the years. On behalf of city staff, we want to wish him well as he embarks on the next chapter of his life. Next slide, we want to, congratulations to Mary Kronberg, project coordinator for the Stormwater and Engineering Department. Mary has earned her project management professional certification. This is a global credential and one of the most difficult certifications to, to receive in this field. Also, we want to recognize our recent graduates from Flagler College. Lauren Johnston, Dennis Rudkin, Stacy Young have worked very hard and received their bachelor's degree in public administration. Next, we want to have a special thanks to um, our employees who assisted in the Flagler County Canvassing Board for the 2020 elections. Kate Settle, Kaylee Cook, Kathy Picano, Stacey Davis, Irma Velasquez, Kenya Velasquez, Shanice Buffin, Virginia Smith, Steve Flanagan. Thank you, and we appreciate all you do. Just want to say a big thank you to all of our employees. We know they have worked hard for these accomplishments and we truly appreciate their dedication. On behalf of the city manager, directors, all department heads, supervisors, and managers, we appreciate everyone's hard work and want to say thank you for being such valuable team members. Thanks. Thank you. Great job. We'll now move to agenda item number three. Um, which Vice Mayor Ranquino will be reading a proclamation January as Stalking Awareness Month. If you can go down to the podium and present. We can do it from here. Yeah, you have to. 
those that are receiving this proclamation, can you please come forward? advocate for the Family Life Center. Uh, we want to first off thank everyone for their support and you know definitely uh, the City Council uh, for 
you know, helping us create awareness for stalking. Um, I think it's something that's very important in this community. Uh, but if anybody has, has ever any thought that they might have been stalked or they just want to talk about it and learn more, uh, we do have a 24-7 crisis helpline. You can call that number, text that number, 24-7. Number is 386-437-3505. Again, if you or if you know anybody, our services are free and confidential, and we hope that you guys spread the word. Proclamation on Human Trafficking Awareness Month. Councilmember Barbosa will be presenting this. We'll wait. We'll wait. Thank you. So you want some picture? Uh, yeah, we have two. So we're going to be up here again. Oh, oh, I see. I'm sorry. Human trafficking.
Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Gary Perkins, Community Relations Advocate for the Family Life Center once again. Uh, two big issues, you know, in the same month. Uh, so I just want to give the credit to where credit is due. That's my fellow advocates uh, because they're not just working on one issue a month. We're working on double that. Um, again, thank you so much for the support. Um, but human trafficking is, is definitely a big one. Uh, one thing I don't think was mentioned in the proclamation is an amount of events that we have in our surrounding areas. And if you don't think that they come through Flagler County, you're wrong. So we just hope that, you know, because it's such a big issue, it turned into a national issue. It's always been a big issue to us. And when you're supporting uh, national charities, make sure you know where your money's going. Because when you support local, just like when you buy local, you know, you're supporting the community organizers and the community advocates that are trying to, uh, you know, help with this problem. And that just leads me to, we do have a golf tournament coming up this upcoming Monday, January 25th. And just invite your friends, please help us spread awareness uh, because we'll be working hard all year until, you know, we make sure that Flagler County does not welcome human trafficking or stalking. Thank you. Proclamation for the Mayor's 9090 <clears throat> Fitness Challenge presented by Councilmember Fugas. Thank you, Mayor. Whereas studies show that a consistent program of enjoyable exercise can add 10 more years to a person's life, and whereas people who reject physical activity have a greater risk for developing obesity, high blood pressure, diabetes, and feelings of anxiety and depression. And whereas working out with a group increases a person's commitment to fitness by enhancing the consistency, duration, and inspiration of a fitness experience. And whereas Palm Coast Mayor Melissa Holland has organized a 9090 challenge to, or to encourage residents of all ages and skill levels to join her in choosing their most preferred fun activity and work out the equivalent of one mile per day for the next 90 days. And whereas the city of Palm Coast offers the ideal fitness activities for groups to participate in, including tennis, golf, yoga, dance, basketball, pickleball, Zumba, running, biking, hiking, indoor rowing, soccer, and swimming. Now therefore be it proclaimed by the mayor and city council of the city of Palm Coast, Florida, January 4th, 2021 to April 3rd, 2021, as the mayor's 9090 challenge, urging all residents of Palm Coast to challenge their to challenge their fitness levels to improve health and wellness, adopted this 19th day of January 2021, City of Palm Coast, Florida, signed Mayor Melissa Holland.
Good morning, Mayor and Council. Lauren Johnston, Director of Parks and Recreation, and I'm here with Brittany McDermott, our Community Recreation Manager. We just wanted to share a few of our goals and highlights for the Mayor's 9090 Challenge thus far. Um, the real challenge and overview is we want and encourage our community to get out and be um, in their recreation environment however they so choose for 90 days and hashtag connect to fitness. All of the challenge participants will receive a prize. Um, some of our SMART goals is we want to encourage at least 250 people to attend um, the challenge. We want to log at least 25,000 miles um, and then also provide 90 different activities and ideas for exercise throughout the challenge. Some of our current statistics is we have 162 participants. We have 2,612 miles logged, 11,751 participants, um, uh, minutes logged. Our very own Carl Cody, Director of Stormwater and Engineering, is the leaderboard right now, so we got to try and catch up to Carl. Um, and this year, in partnership with our IT department, Blake Kershaw, um, Steve Harris, Director of Architecture and Implementation, as well as Communications and Parks and Recreation. We created a new team leaderboard, so create your neighborhood team, your business team. Um, it's very simple to log into Palm Coast Connect and add those teams. And then we also have an interactive activity calendar where you'd be able to um, either register for one of our activities if it's staff-led or just encourage um, to participate. Uh, we've got our activities here. Some, some are new. Um, our Rucks in the Park with Jared um, starting on January 22nd. We have Walk with the Mayor and a Director and this is really a good opportunity for our residents to uh, meet and greet with staff and as well as you Mayor Holland and then with our partner Advent, Advent Health we have Zumba on February 4th. So we encourage all of our residents to get out there and let's get moving. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we'll now move to agenda item number G6, which is an ordinance. Mr. Reichman. Mayor, Council, members of the public, this is an ordinance of the City Council of the City of Palm Coast, Florida. Providing for an amendment to the official zoning map as established in section 2.06 of the City of Palm Coast Unified Land Development Code. Amending the official zoning map for 280.6 acres, more or less, of certain real property previously known as the Matanzas Golf Course and generally located between uh, uh, one half to one and one quarter miles north of Matanzas Woods Parkway, west of I-95 and east of its of, of U.S. Highway 1 and more particularly described in Exhibit A attached to the ordinance from Master Plan Development without a development agreement to Lakeview Estates Master Plan Development MPD with a development agreement as per Section 2.09 of the City of Palm Coast Unified Land Development Code. By allowing institutional uses along um, U.S. Highway 1, clustered residential uh, uses at an overall density of up to one dwelling unit per acre with townhomes in the area located south of London Drive and west of Londonary Drive and single-family homes over the remainder of the residentially used property in establishing view protection zones in wetland conservation areas, providing for severability, for conflicts, and providing for an, uh, for an effective date. Mayor, Council, this is the second reading of this quasi-judicial matter. If there have been any ex parte communications regarding this matter since the first hearing, the first reading of this ordinance, those should be disclosed at this time. 
Vice Mayor Burkina, I'll start with you with an ex parte communication. No. Councilmember Flukas? Councilmember Barbosa? I've had uh, letters from residents, uh, just uh, that, and I haven't responded. We've had a two week conversation. Councilmember Duncan? I had two letters from residents, I did not respond. Um, I, as well, um, had um, the same emails that came forward, uh, and no response was given. So, Mr. Morton. Thank you, Honorable Mayor City Council. Again, this is the second read. Uh, we do not have a presentation this morning, but staff is here to answer questions that council may have. Council, I'm going to open it up for discussion or questions before I open it up to the public for public comment. Um, any council questions or comments at this time? Any member of the public wish to make public comment on agenda item number G6? Please do so at this time. Susan Shivadeka, live at 145 London Drive. When purchased home, I was told no one would, could build on the fairway behind me because of covenants and restrictions. Imagine my surprise six months later to find myself at neighborhood home private meeting with the developer and others. I learned that day the golf course was going to be built on and the property is 10 feet from my mulch bread, as you can see there. Thankfully, the city has consistently said throughout this application process, the developer cannot impede my view. However, recently, the Planning and Zoning Board decided that the developer could move his institutional anywhere on track nine within 100 foot from my home, as you can see there. With this bold move going against the lien code right I have, the property assessor told me that I risked 30% value. I paid almost $400,000. That is going to be a significant amount of loss. The land code states that the council has the right to add additional buffer amounts on an MPD if the density is higher which in this case it is. I am requesting that the council extend the buffer to 150 feet to ensure that the water for all homes will remain as well as a tree line, lessening the impact, the value, and our line of sight. Please grant track nine 150 feet buffer like track eight received Given that we're having a significantly higher density than they are institutional, I'm only asking for 50 feet extra. I just think that's kind of fair. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Next speaker. Then I'll close public comment. One call. And just by way of reminder, if you are on the call and would like to speak on this item, uh, please hit star nine to indicate you would like to speak. You may speak now. Hello? Yes, please state your name for the record and, and begin your three minutes. 
Okay, this is Vicki. Uh, I am calling about the Matanzas Woods uh, Ordinance, which is going before the board right now. Uh, I am in opposition of this. It does not meet the Land Development Code purpose. Uh, LDC Section 3.03.01, and it does not meet the intent of the LDC 3.03.04B1 Master Plan Standards. Um, in addition, it does not meet other requirements. Uh, it does not show any conservation easements, and it does not meet Land Development Code 3.0304J6BA through B. Um, it has deceptive language. Lakeview Estates are not estate. 50-foot lots are not estate lots and retention ponds are not lakes. Uh, the developer is, uh, claims that the older Americans need smaller lots so they don't have to maintain a yard, but is proposing RV and boat storage at the end of Lakeview Boulevard, which is going to create nuisance with cars coming and going with large boats and RVs at that intersection. It is not designed for that. Um, and it does not meet compatibility standards as far as the lots are concerned. It will destroy all the natural vegetation except the wetlands in Tract 1. And as far as I'm concerned, this project needs to be uh, rethought and fine-tuned. Thank you very much. Thank you for your comments. Is there another speaker? Three more, ma'am. Hi, yes, this is Leanne Pennington from Lake Success. Uh, the land code 30302 section G states that when a master plan development abuts existing development with lower density or intensity land uses, the city council may impose perimeter buffer requirements in excess of the minimum requirements established in order to protect the privacy of existing adjoining structures. Uh, track nine is a fairway with a canal the city stormwater department has approved using that very uh, canal for their L-section stormwater project. Unfortunately, the 100-foot buffer imposed by the planning board is insufficient, and it ends in the middle of the widest part of that water feature. Uh, could the council please discuss and consider extending the 100-foot buffer the planning board arbitrarily came up with to at least 150 feet, like track eight, who were given, to ensure that the homes in that area are given a buffer that protects their view further from the intense use of institutional and it ensures that that water system remains intact for the stormwater project. The developer's attorney verbally stated it would remain, however, there is no such guarantee with a 100-foot buffer that's been set given that it ends in the middle of the pond. Uh, your approval today of the planning board's recommendation allows for building on a fairway with a 100-foot buffer. You're setting a precedent for Pine Lake, Cypress Mills, and Palm Harbor. You really need to discuss the buffers in Track 8 and 9 and where there's a more intense use proposed. The land code does give this council the right to extend the buffer sizes given the higher intensity proposed on those tracks. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. You may speak now. One more indicating that. 
Yes. My name again is Celia Puglisi. Uh, I do not live in the Matanzas Golf Course, but I live in the Palm Harbor Golf Course. And similar, similar proposals are coming to us, whether from this uh, uh, type development or, or other types. And I will ask once again this council to lobby for the residents first as our chart city charter says we need our representatives that we elected our city uh, attorney and administrators in this very few few Matanzas golf course Palm Harbor golf course and other projects coming down the road for the other golf course to lobby first for the residents we do not oppose all those many, many plans from developers that you're receiving every day, hiding our green areas. We do not, but there are very few that we oppose because directly affect us, our quality of life, health, and safety. So we are begging you once more to please lobby for the residents first. I'm pleading here. Thank you very much, Mayor and Council. Thank you. That's all, Mayor. There's the public comments. And take a, um, first, did you want to respond to this specific? Yes, comments? yes, Mayor. Uh, Ray Tyner, uh, Deputy Chief Development Officer. Uh, the first speaker talked about the covenants and restrictions. Those are private in nature, um, and the city does not enforce those covenants and restrictions. Um, the second speaker um, mentioned about compliance with our LDC. We are in compliance with our LDC. We meet the open space requirements. She specifically called out for um, conservation easements. Conservation easements will not be in place, and if they are in place, that is at the site plan level. This is the zoning that calls out, you know, on the 35,000-foot level. Any easements will be done at the time of a plat or site plan. She also mentioned um, the boat storage. Um, it is not a commercial use. Um, very common for a lot of high-end communities, such as Palm Coast Plantation, um, to have their own storage facility. This is what this is. It's just for the residents, not, not, for, uh, not for open for the general public, just for, for that subdivision for the residents. Okay. Okay, thank you. Um, yes, ma'am. We'll take it back to this council. Council, any discussion following public speaking? I do have one question. On track nine, uh, one of the uh, one person mentioned that this 100-foot buffer would cut across that water. Is that correct? The, the city of Palm Coast has an existing stormwater easement that runs through that buffer, where it's part of our master stormwater system of the city, and that that will be incorporated into the buffer as well. Okay. Is there any issue in expanding this 50 extra feet? It doesn't seem like a large request. Oh, that would be up to the city council. Um, the but planning board recommendation any... was 100. Um, I will tell you, though, that um, the, the way the language is writ written um, for the MPD, there's flexibility of where they can and, and, and can't develop within that area as far as acreage. So when they come in for the site plan, we'll be sure to make sure that we, you know, site the facilities in accordance um, to, to protect the residents as much as practical. Also, in addition, when they come in for, for a site plan, they're also going to have to do um, meet our land development code when it comes to landscape and, and landscape buffers and those type of things as well, as well as lighting requirements and not bleeding over to the residents. Okay. 
So you, you have no opposition to extending this 50 more feet? Uh, that would be uh, up, to, up to you, sir, and, and city council but, but, members. But the planning board has no? Planning board was a, their recommendation was a 100 foot buffer. Can I make a motion that we extend this 50 feet? Oh, you, you can make a motion for the entire development and add that yeah. as a consideration. Yeah. Would you like to make that motion? Yes, I would. Okay. So but, you're moving to... Um, we're talking track nine. Uh, but you want to make a motion to approve the master plan development um, with the planning board recommendations, an additional 50 feet buffer on track nine. That's correct. Is there a second? I have some questions first. Or need a second yes. for further discussion? Yeah, we need a second. I'll second it. Okay. Now, go ahead. Um, this lake that they're showing here on this, is this the, the, the lake that appears, the pond that appears on the bottom of track nine? Can you pull up track nine on there? Is this the same one that they're showing here? Or is there another lake or pond in there? Yeah, there, there is, um, you can see on the southern side, there is some ponds um, within that brown area that's not shown on this map. There are some existing stormwater um, ponds within track nine, within that 100 foot buffer where on, on the figure here, you can see the green kind of falls within that area. So this, this here is on that green space? Yes. And uh, if, if the, um, the buffer is extended 50 feet more, are these things uh, able to be used as retention ponds? They are, uh, currently the city has uh, easements over them that is part of our stormwater system um, for drainage for, for that area. Uh, the developer will not use those as um, retention ponds for their development, that's what you're saying. And so this is, this is only on the south side, right? Uh, you can, uh, Mr. Hoover has an aerial. You can see um, to the west, adjacent to US-1, SP, you can see the existing facilities, the ponds there. And then the plans, it was to build on the north side. The plans were, um, it provided flexibility to either build anywhere within within that within that zone um, with a minimum of how, how many uh, acres? 8.3 acres. That they can develop within that track. So there's flexibility where it could be on the north, could be anywhere within that track. Can we ask the developer if this would interfere with his uh, project? Or? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Would uh, this interfere with the developer's project, adding 50 feet more? Michael Cimento for the uh, applicant. Um, simple answer is yes. It's not quite as simple uh, as it's been presented to you. There, there are really no existing stormwater ponds. Those are uh, old ponds from the golf course before it went defunct. They are no longer functional. They're filling in 
So in order to work with the city to provide stormwater from their, crop, their, their new project up there uh, in this uh, zone is uh, a little premature to get into design criteria. But we're happy with the PED the way it is. Uh, you know, we wanted uh, additional things, and, and we came here um, willing to, to live with what the planning board and the city council had recommended before. So um, simple question is, yes, it would interfere. Yes, <coughs> Can, can, uh, Mr. Comeno, can you be a little more specific on how it would interfere? I, I'm just not quite sure where you're going with that. Well, I think if you uh, look at it, I really don't have uh, an existing aerial to show you right now, but when you begin to push uh, further to the west, it limits uh, uh, development area. Uh, that doesn't mean that in that additional 50 feet we can't place uh, trees and do development, you know, like uh, Mr. Tyner said, there are uh, setbacks. Uh, we had talked about before uh, in the staff and made proposals to City Council about having building setbacks uh, from the property lines. That didn't get discussed. So um, at this very second in time, all I can tell you is that it begins to you know, limit the functional development of that parcel, particularly in those areas. I mean, I think if you look at it, if you can continue to go west, it, it, it literally makes that area 100 to 180 feet deep, which uh, from a development standpoint becomes very difficult, particularly when you also um, placed on there a 35-foot height limitation. How wide is the property? Uh, in that area, I believe it's about 300 uh, and something feet without having uh, the proper document. Well, that'd be half of the property gone. Uh, it begins to encroach on the development area, yes, sir. But remember, again, you know, staff did um, place additional restrictions on uh, development of that parcel, such as lighting, such as setbacks, such as height limitations, density, intensity. So with those additional restrictions, what are we looking at feet-wise? Uh, I'd be guessing right now, but you know, you're probably around 150 feet deep, 130, 180 feet deep. I'm just guessing, sir. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Does that conclude your questions, Councilman Barclay-Sir? Okay. Uh, may I, uh, just for clarification amongst the Council, from what I'm understanding, um, the additional setbacks and uh, additional criteria that goes into developing this track, kind of under the impression that even though it's a 100-foot um, distance here, that the actual as-of-construction distance would be uh, over 100 feet. Is that our understanding as well? Is that where you're going, uh, Councilman Thank you. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Oh, sorry. Um, my, my question was, is it our understanding now that after these additional setbacks on this uh, development that the 100 feet would actually be more than 100 feet upon time of development because this building uh, setback? I'm getting that impression, but not anything specific. Um, I'm getting there's some additional setbacks, and maybe it'll be 150 feet, but I don't think uh, Mr. Cimento was very... You can't be very specific on this, correct? Just so I understand. Well, I mean, again, this is a, an agreement uh, between the developer and the city. Um, if you're asking, are, are, are we willing to consent to adding another 150 feet? Uh, the answer is, is no. Oh, no, it was a, another 50 feet, right. not adding 150 feet. Well, to, to, to make 150 feet, the answer is, is no at, at this point in time. When we come in for development, though, again, those setbacks, lighting, and height restrictions will 
be imposed to minimize any impact on those residents in the area. Okay, thank you. Does that conclude questions or comments? It does. Does your motion still stand, Councilmember Denko? Yes. Okay. And Councilmember Barbosa, your second stand? Yes. There are no other questions. Um, I'll ask for a vote. All those in favor of the motion, please say yes. 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 Those opposed? No. Passes four to one. Okay. Agenda item number H7 is an ordinance. Mayor Council, this is an ordinance of the City Council of the City of Palm Coast order providing for the first amended and restated Master Plan Development MPD Development Agreement for the West Pines Master Plan Development or MPD. Generally located along Weymouth Lane by also allowing single-family detached homes in addition to single-family attached homes providing for single-family development standards providing for legislative findings intent, severability, providing for conflicts and for an effective date. Mayor Council, this is the first reading of a quasi-judicial matter, so if there have been any ex-party communications regarding this matter, they need to be disclosed. Vice Mayor Brentino, Councilmember Klufus, Councilmember Barbosa, Councilmember Denko, any quasi-judicial? No. I have none. Yes, thank you, again, Mayor City Council. This is the first read. Um, as you will recall, this came to Council and Council directed to be sent back. Uh, for further consideration to uh, work with residents concerns in the neighborhood that was done it was sent back to PLDRB and per the original request um, detached home side yard setbacks where there is no development will be seven and a half all side yards where there is existing development were increased to 12 and a half feet to be in line with current development additionally all the garages that will be built will be side loaded um, and those were two significant issues that the community asked uh, for the city to work on. So this is coming back to you for the first read. There is no presentation this morning. We do have Bill Hoover here available to answer any questions that you have. Council, any questions or comments on this agenda item? Hey, none. I'll open up to the public. Any member of the public wish to make public comment on agenda item number seven, please do so at this Sir, before you start, I'm just going to ask the gentleman in the back, please to pull your mask up, sir. The gentleman in the back, please pull your mask up over your nose. Thank you. Are we good to go? Yes, go okay. ahead. My name is Jim Sinello. I'm the president of the West Pines Homeowners Association. And I'd just like to take a minute to thank your planning and zoning department, Bill Hover, his boss, and others and how this was treated uh, we were never out of the loop we were always in the loop and I think we came to a conclusion here where nobody got everything but everybody got something and uh, it's worked out quite well and again I just want to take the time to thank him and if you can take that committee and send them to Washington, D.C. to show how government is supposed to work. I think we'd all appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Next speaker. Good morning. I'm Dr. Frank Zadnick. My wife, uh, Annette, and I own 
a resident at 71 Weymouth Lane in the West Pine subdivision. Uh, I want to just read a brief statement here. When my wife and I returned home from our summer stay in Maine, this zone modification process was already underway. We had been residents of Ormond Beach for 45 years, during which time I had the opportunity to work with the planning department there, and I had developed a familiarity with their process. We moved here to Palm Coast just two years ago, so I needed to learn your procedures. I got Bill Hoover's phone number, and I called him asking for some background information on the subject at hand. The one thing that I remember most of all from that encounter was Bill stressing that it was the goal of the planning department here to try to reach a solution that would be a win-win for all those who had a vested interest in the application process. I must admit that I was dubious at first, but at the time, as time went on, under the guidance and hard work of Bill Hoover and Ray Tyner, I could see that their goal, with a little give and take, was achievable. The fruition of this process has been presented to and been approved by the planning board. I would ask the Palm Coast City Council, upon due consideration, to vote in favor of passage of this zoning modification here and now to allow it to continue through the process to become finalized. Thank you very much. Thank you for your comments. Next speaker. Appears we have two, ma'am. What's that? It appears we have two callers. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. You may speak now. My question was regarding Matanzas Wood. That matter is concluded. This is a different agenda item. Okay. Can you go to the next speaker, Doug? Able to get in. You may speak now. Ma'am? Yes? You may speak now. Okay, I did have uh, a couple questions regarding zone three. And uh, I was no, this is this is a different agenda. I'm sorry, ma'am. This is a different agenda was... item. This is a different agenda item, ma'am. Thank you. Okay, concludes it. Did you have a question? Uh, yep, I just for yeah. our city attorney, I just wanted to make sure that my voting conflict uh, s still remained and I didn't. Uh, do I have to refile my voting conflict for this? It's been de uh, declared al already. Understood. Thank you. Hello. This is uh, Rob Boone on West Pine Lakes. May I speak, please? Yes, go ahead. Uh, uh, good morning, uh, Mayor Holland, members of the City Council. This is Rob Boone, 29 Weymouth Lane. Uh, I'd just like to echo the earlier uh, public comments on on this item. First, thanking the Council for, for its wisdom and asking the Planning Board to uh, take a, a second look at this uh, to take into concern uh, the issues raised by the neighbors on Weymouth Lane. And in some, I think what the planning board has done is come up with a fair, uh, reasonable and equitable accommodation for everyone that protects everyone's interests, including uh, the city's. I think this is a win-win-win situation. And I would just, again, like to uh, not only thank the council and the board, uh, but urge the city council to approve the uh, decision is of the planning board uh, as submitted to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. That looks done. Okay. 
I'll take it back to this council and entertain a motion. I'll make a motion to approve the West Pines MPD amendment application 4499. Is there a second? I will second it. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? <coughs> Passage unanimously. We'll now move to agenda item number eight. I'm going to read this into the record. It's a resolution approving an option and ground lease agreement with Diamond Towers for construction of a telecommunications tower at Palm Harbor Golf Club. Before we open this up, um, I'd like to make a comment and a statement. You know, we often receive um, proposals. This particular proposal was working in conjunction with our consultant who was retained uh, m many years ago um, in an effort to fill the gap for cell phone coverage and try to blanket our city to ensure um, public safety was met and also accessibility. Um, this is a process. It's a public process. Uh, so, you know, when we have things on the agenda and the public comes to speak, um, I am very grateful for that moment. And I also uh, wanted to acknowledge the fact that I took a tremendous amount of time after listening to your concerns, um, put a lot of thought into what I think um, would be helpful and appropriate moving forward. And um, I just want to thank you for the residents' participation in this process. I want to thank you for your patience. I want to thank you for your understanding of how this process works. Um, and I'm actually going to yield this gavel to make a motion to reject this location, take it off our master plan list, and reject the agenda item today, which would be the lease agreement with Diamond Towers. That's my motion. Do I have a second? That's, a, that's the reject, right? A second. Moved and seconded. Is there any discussion? Any discussion of this? I'm just curious why you're making the motion. I'm, I'm just uh, thought about it, and we often listen to residents' concerns, and residents have concerns, and I think it should be taken off the table. I agree. All right, any further discussion? You've got to open up to the public, too. Here, before I turn yes. it off to the public, any yes. other? Okay. I'm going to open it up to the public. Uh, anyone wish to speak? Okay, just make sure that you have about three minutes. Not about, you have three minutes, and uh, please... Uh, Say your name. Thank you. Perry Matrano. Just, I'm not a resident in the, that area, but uh, I just think that, that what happened here just now is exactly what us taxpayers want to see every time. That's, that you hear us, that you listen, that you make comp, you know, very good decisions. It's, uh, it's impressive. It feels good. It feels like a direction going in a better direction every day. Thank you. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. I know. So you gave me the hammer. The gavel. I'm sorry. It's, I'm just mirroring. I'm amazed. I'm proud to be a resident. I'm just overwhelmed. Thank you very much for you and all of you. I'm so proud to be part of a community like this. I had faith that you guys were going to be representing the people. You have a lot on your plate. As today, I saw so many things that you have to deal with. So thank you so much for taking a moment and listening to the community. And we're very, very grateful. 
Can I have your name, please? Excuse me. Excuse me, ma'am. Can we have your name, please? Yes, sir. My name is Andy Barr, and I'm on Cole Place. Thank you. My name is Elena Fitzgerald, 30 Cole Place, and I brought you something to show you how beautiful my backyard is. Okay, yeah, we, we can't have you approach the podium. Yes. I spend hours taking pictures of birds in my backyard. This is my backyard. I've lived there since 1977. I'm a pioneer of your city. Uh, I spent years teaching using my musical talents in many different schools, ending up in Flagler Pompos High School as a choral teacher. My husband was on the school board. He was one of the visionaries that brought us Flagler Auditorium. I cannot thank you enough for this decision. It warms my heart to think that you listen to us. Praise God for that. And so we can keep God's beautiful creation in my backyard. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Next speaker. Good morning, Council. Sorry, uh, you can't see me smiling right now. Um, the the reason I came today was to uh, talk about the fact that you've been put into a very precarious position. Uh, when you became the owners of this particular piece of real estate in 2008, uh, and then when it was assumed into the, the municipal fabric and as the, um, the 2013 budget. Um, in short, let me just say this. Thank you very much for being a good neighbor, because that's what you are. You are a fellow neighbor. You own the piece of property, just like the people behind me own property in that adjacent area. And we really appreciate you taking the time to look at all this, look at the deed restrictions that were placed by IPP, and just thank you again for being a good neighbor. Thank you. Next speaker. <coughs> Please state your name for the record. William Furry. Um, I'm a resident of Cole Place, and uh, I spoke at the last meeting. And Nirhal and I just want to thank you again for um, listening to us. Our uh, uh, means a lot to my children also because they have two for only two other children on the block, and they were going to move over this tower, and that was the only people kids they have to play with on the street. And because of this decision, they'll likely stay. And I, I thank you for that, and all of the council. Thank you, sir. Next speaker. Hearing none. Oh, I'm sorry, Pat. One more speaker. My name is Lee David. I live at Six Live Oak. Thanks so much. It means a lot to us. Um, there was a lot of people unhappy, miserable over this, the prospect of this, and today you definitely increased literally the happiness of a lot of people. That means a lot. You guys did a good job today for a lot of people. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Next speaker. Please state your name to the record. My name is Bob Gilfillan. I'm a resident of uh, Covington Park subdivision. And uh, 
I'm very pleased to hear the motion that you're considering and encourage all of you to vote yes. I was going to speak in terms of and concern about the risk of the, uh, of the tower, but I thank you for your, uh, your thoughtfulness and consideration. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Next speaker. Jim Challenger, Cole Place. Uh, fully support your motion, Mayor, and would like to thank you on behalf of everybody. I recognize it has not been voted for yet, but I actually have hope now. My wife and I spent many, many, many sleepless nights over this, and our health was waning. And it just means a lot that you're listening to your citizens, so thank you. Thank you, sir. Next speaker. All is Vice Mayor. There's one more speaker coming one up. One more speaker. Then. Yes. Good morning. My name is Lou Vitale. I live in 9th Century Oak Place. I'm very grateful for your decision, and I'm grateful for Protect Palm Coast, which I represent, and uh, I would like to thank you. Um, I would like to know where the South Tower is going to be living since it's moved to a new address. May I assume that? And uh, please let us know where that place is. There are some other locations that are quite accessible and appropriate and city-owned property. And uh, if you need those locations, I've already uh, looked around and found great places to put it. Thank you very much. I am extremely grateful. Thank you, sir. Any further speakers? No. Uh, I'll bring it back to the I think one of the two callers. I'm sorry. Apologize. My name is Celia Puglisi, and I have to appreciate our mayor and our council for hearing the people of Pampas. I am so grateful. That's all. Thank you, Melissa Holland, and thank you, everybody in the council, for this incredible support of the residents. Thank you so much. Thank you, ma'am. Any further speakers on the phone? One more. One more. Okay. Please state your name to the record, ma'am. Oh. Yes, it's Leanne Pennington again from Lake Success. Uh, Mayor Holland, I just want to three, thank you and the council. Um, I consider this a wonderful thing that everyone has done, the city staff for the sister courses for uh, WECL section. We're greatly appreciative and tolerating us. Um, and again, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Are we done? Okay, then, hearing, hearing none, there's no more speakers. I'll bring it back to this uh, dais. Just to add, this motion is to remove this, again, to not have it at this location permanently. So this is taken off. Um, if there is a future uh, location to help blanket this coverage area, that will come forth on a future agenda. So what we're deciding today is to permanently remove this location as an option uh, for the cell phone tower. Very good. Uh, that motion has been seconded. Okay, before we go into any votes, anybody else wants to add anything to this? Uh, any other comments regarding this matter? I just have one comment, and that comment is uh, to my now good friend, if he allow me to call it, Jim Challenge. 
He was the only person I spoke with about this, this matter. He is a man of convictions. He is a retired colonel. Thank you for your service, by the way, sir. I spoke with his father, who happened to be uh, my captain on training academy for the state police department in New Jersey. And he still remembered me, believe it or not. I must have been a badass. Because he remembered me after 20-some years. Uh, Jim, I want to thank you for your encouragement, talking to me man-to-man, eye-to-eye, and I think that should be the way we out there should be able to talk, okay, especially without offending when we have a point in common. Thank you, Mayor, for this uh, decision. He took guts because uh, there's a lot of interest over here, and I'm pretty sure that, like Mr. Vitali said before, if there's other options, please bring it to our staff, and I'm pretty sure that we are not here to hurt anybody. We're here to see through what we just saw through. Okay? People out there need to understand that sometimes we are put in positions that we have to make, we have to make comments and vote on certain things. Sometimes we agree with it, sometimes we don't really agree with it, but it's the best for this city, and I think that's what's happening over here today. Therefore, uh, I'm going to call for a vote right now. Felicia, would you please? Sure. Mayor Holland. Yes. Councilmember Barbosa. Yes. Councilmember Danko. Yes. Councilmember Klufus. Aye. Vice Mayor Brankina. Yes. Motion passes 5 to 0. Let me give you the gavel back. We will now move to agenda item number 9, which is a resolution approving piggybacking Pinellas County's Disclosure Council Services Agreement with Neighbors, Giblin, and Nickerson, PA, for Disclosure Council Services. Thank you, Honorable Mayor, City Council. In anticipation and preparation of our new long-term debt and uh, ongoing debt refinancing opportunities, uh, we need Disclosure Council Services. This is on an as-needed basis. Uh, we require the experience of a experienced and reputable legal firm to provide this Disclosure Council service. We're piggybacking on Pinellas County, a publicly advertised competitive bid request that was awarded to neighbors Giblin and Nickerson. Um, they are, in our judgment, in this request, the most responsive, responsible, and lowest cost provider. City staff is recommending to approve the piggybacking of the Pinellas County's Disclosure Council Services Agreement with neighbors uh, for Disclosure Council. Um, this is an, an extremely competitively awarded contract, and this one we believe is advantageous to the city. Uh, as through the piggybacking process, we don't incur additional time and expense of developing our own proposals. Again, staff does recommend approving this, and we do have Helena Alves available for any questions that you may have. Council, is there any questions or comments on this agenda item? No. No. I love piggybacking. Open up to the public. Any member of the public wish to make public comment on agenda item number nine? Please do so at this time. Close public comment. I'll take it back to this council. Entertain a motion. I'll, the, I'll, I'll make the motion to with a staffing uh, advice. I'll second. Who can second it? All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? Seeing none, it passes unanimously. Agenda item number 10 is a resolution approval of restoration of fiscal year 2021 employee cost of living adjustment program, fiscal year 2020 city manager evaluation pay increase and funding for two additional law enforcement deputies. Is there any discussion, Council? Open up to the public. Any member of the public wish to make public comment on agenda item number 10, please do so at this time. 
Harry Matrano, 207 London Drive. I'd like to compliment the city manager for doing such a good job. It's very rare that you have very competent people in that level that can guide and direct. All right? um, I understand her very, very well. I've watched many city managers fail as a result of bad, bad management, bad personal skills. And when you have someone who can guide and direct and get this to this point where people can get back there their raises and operate the way they're supposed to and get two more deputies, how can you go wrong with that? So with that, I mean, I'm as a personal, as a taxpayer, I'm in support, and thank you very much. Great day today. Thanks. Next speaker. Close public comment. I'll take it back to this council and entertain a motion. Motion to approve a restoration of fiscal year 2021. Seconded. Who can second it? All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? None it passes unanimously. Agenda item number J is the consent agenda, which includes 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Any member of the public wish to make public comment on any of these agenda items, please do so at this time. I'll close public comment. I'll take it back to this council and retain motion for the oh, consent agenda. Sorry, ma'am. You may speak now. Yes, I had a question on Matanzas Woods. I know that my phone was disconnected and wanted yeah, this, to make This agenda's item's already um, been approved, ma'am. This is not the time to speak on this agenda item. Thank you. Entertain a motion to approve the consent agenda as read. I'll move to approve the consent agenda as submitted. I'll second it. We can second it. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? Seeing none, it passes unanimously. Agenda item number K is public participation. It's time on the agenda for those to speak on items not on the agenda that have not chosen to speak at the beginning of the meeting. So I'd ask for those commenters to come forward now if they have any items not on the agenda. I'll close public comment. We'll move to agenda item number 11, which is discussion by City Council of matters not on the agenda. Vice Mayor Rentino. Uh No, I don't really have anything other than I want to thank every single person of our staff, every single one out there. They are, they were, they will be doing a great job. Okay, And I mean every single one of them. I don't know of a person working for this city right now that is not doing a great job. Therefore, I want to thank him and wish him a happy new year. Councilmember Klufus? I have nothing. Thank you, Mayor. Councilmember Barbosa? Um, it was a great thing seeing the public uniting and, and uh, the city uh, uniting in this decision. And that it was a great day. Councilmember Denko? I have nothing. Thank you. And I have nothing at this time. Discussion by City Attorney of Matters Not on the Agenda. Nothing, Mayor. Discussion by City Manager of Matters Not on the Agenda. Yes, I have a few items. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to address the comment received at the beginning of the meeting from uh, Ms. Puglisi. Um, and I think it's apparent at this point, but I had typed out notes uh, when the comment was made that we are, are in fact, are listening. Uh, I think Matanzas Lakes, West Pines, and the Cell Tower Day demonstrate that. And these are great examples of community dialogue. Uh, we always have. I know the question was, why do people have to make time? 
Um, we have made it a habit, not an exception, to meet with people internally. I know we did that on all of these projects. We will travel to the site to meet with folks, which I've done with several council members. Um, council has told us to listen to our residents, to meet with our residents where they're at. Staff is performing on council's expectations and directive, and I think that is very apparent. Um, and I know council cherishes the quality of life in this community. That has been the guidance given to me by the mayor and this council to respect our residents and preserve quality of life and our amenities. Uh, people always have a direct line to City Hall, and with that, I heard several commenters today that still had questions on Matanzas Lakes. Please call us. We will talk to you. We will answer your questions. We're available to do that. Um, if you miss the agenda item, we'll, we'll you know, uh, answer your questions and tell you what happened. I will echo on uh, the comment made. I couldn't be more proud of the work that staff is doing. Um, top to bottom, left to right, uh, all over the organization. We really have uh, gotten to a point where people are here. They want to be here. They love serving our city. Most of us live in the city, um, and we're grateful to be here. And then lastly, as a strictly a business item, I will draw your attention to sole source purchases. A list of sole source and emergency purchases has been provided for your agenda. The only notable uh, purchase of magnitude is an emergency generator at a utility plant that had to be replaced. Uh, I think it was on the order of magnitude of about $77,000 have to have the backup power uh, to be able to deliver services in the event we lose power. Other than that, they're just a minor emergency and sole source purchases in the agenda. Thank you very much. Thank you. Make a motion to adjourn.